Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. As a busy mom, I need style, simplicity, and convenience when it comes to my wardrobe. And I'm so glad that I learned about Modern Mom Style Box. It's been a game changer for me. It's a monthly clothing rental subscription service where you stock your virtual closet and receive a box of cute styles that you've selected. You can try them on and either hang on to them for the month, you can purchase them at a reasonable price, or you can just return them in a prepaid shipping label when you're done and you can receive multiple boxes with your month's subscription. Sizes go up to 4X, and they have popular brands like Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, French Connection, and more. I want you to try it yourself for free for one month. So head on over to www.modernmomstyle.com to start your free trial today and tell them that Nicole from Mamas Know Best sent you. Hello, and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I'm on with a very special guest, Mrs. Yana Gildemontes. She is an international marriage coach on a mission to create a new paradigm for marriages all over the world. Her unique approach combines over 15 years of training with her experiences from her own marriage. After getting married and becoming a mom, Yana found herself falling into the unhealthy marital pattern she learned from her parents and realized that if she wanted to be happy and fulfilled in her relationship, she had to learn new ways of being married and living life. What she discovered after almost 16 years of training and development, thousands of hours of coursework, seminars, and a spiritual awakening was a brand new paradigm for relationships and marriage and in collaboration with her husband, Rick. They wrote and developed the life-changing marriage program that has saved and rebuilt marriage after marriage. Her mission is to support women in rediscovering connection and fulfillment in their marriage by healing the past, creating a strong vision, and practicing loving and heart-centered communication where they honor themselves and their partner. Yana, it is such a pleasure to have you on. How are you this Friday? Yes, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for, for having me. I love yes, this conversation. Absolutely. Okay, so before we dive into all things marriage and taking some from your own experiences and what you've learned over the years. Why don't we do my icebreaker round? So first off, what is your favorite book? My favorite book, I would say, gosh, there's so many, but the one that really has stuck with me is A New Earth that I recently read by Eckhart Tolle. I love all his books, but this one was like, whoa. <laughs> it was like, holy moly, okay. like I need to reread it, it fiction, over and over. Is it fiction, nonfiction? No, what's- no, no. It's, it's a spiritual, you know, self-development kind of book. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Who makes up your village? Gosh, my, my family, my husband and my two girls. And we actually, fun fact, we live with our best friends in a, like a community style living. So yeah, so, you know, another couple and their daughter and they're like our family, they're our tribe. 
our immediate tribe. And then we have such an amazing village of people just that are always supporting and, you know, always being with them and friendships that we've built over years, family, a beautiful, amazing family. Um, so yeah, pretty so awesome. blessed. So blessed. Yes. Yeah. Having a village is definitely super important. Well, what is your superpower or what do people tell you maybe your superpower is? My superpower is definitely holding space being a space keeper for my husband, for my kids, for, you know, for others, for women. I really love being a space for their healing and for their seeing them. I think that's another superpower is really when I see people, I really see the beauty in them and, you know, their, their light and that they're just perfect the way they are. So that's awesome. Yeah. If you could travel back in time, what period or year do you think you would like to go to? God, I'm like, this time right now feels pretty sweet. But I would say that the time that my husband and I just got married, it was like that time when, you know, we just got married, we bought our first home, we were just so excited and everything was so new and just so fresh. And we really were like in that creation mode of like visioning what our lives are going to look like. And, you know, there was no past stuff to, at least not in our relationship that we were um, holding on to. So, yeah. If you could travel anywhere in the world to right now, where would you go? Oh, Spain. Is that where you're from? <laughs> Family's from? No, I've never been to Spain. No, my, my, I'm actually from the Ukraine. My last name is Spanish because my husband, he has yeah, a great, great grandfather who was from Spain. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. But I feel like I was, I don't know, Spanish, Hispanic in my past lives. So <laughs> I just want to go And you there. look Latina. You have a very, yeah. like, I'm sure a lot of people ask or, you oh, know, yeah. like, where are you from? Yeah. I'm sure you get oh, that yeah. all the time. And in California, that's like so common. So. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And lastly, what are you most looking forward to in 2022? Ooh, we actually might be traveling to Spain or Italy. So I definitely, you know, I don't know if we are. Oh, actually in two weeks, I'm going, I'm going to be turning 40 and I'm traveling to Tulum, Mexico with all of my closest friends, with my tribe, without the kids, as much as I love them. I'm like, I haven't had a you know a vacation first of all like in years and then just to be all adults i'm so excited so i'm definitely that's pretty cool okay that. yeah that's awesome <laughs> awesome okay so why don't we dive into it so i gave a tremendous bio and you know obviously we're going to dive into some marriage you know stuff and it is valentine's day on monday obviously when this will air it'll be a little bit after but it's love month right but before we kind of dive into that why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about you anything you'd like to share how many kids you have your family life hobbies and then we'll kind of get into the the meat and potatoes of it all sure yeah so i you know i'm gonna be 40 next next month and i feel like it's funny somebody asked me the other day like what do you know now that you're at this stage of life and what i said was like what I'm what I'm discovering is I don't know anything. <laughs> Everything that I learned and I thought I knew at this stage of my life, I realize like I don't know anything, and I'm just so open to discovering it all. And and that's kind of like I think if if I was to describe myself to people and like my spirit and the way I am, I'm very curious and I'm very open. And that's my natural kind of state and very feminine. Also, I really naturally love living in my femininity. And, you know, I think that's why it makes it really 
helps me be that space keeper. But that's what I hold space for for women as well. And, you know, and what I do with women and what I've done, you know, probably since I was 18, was seeing women and reminding women how beautiful they are inside and out and how powerful they are and to love themselves and all of these things. So the way that translated into my life and my careers and all of it is, you know, I've, I've been when I was like 15, my passion was for makeup and to do makeup and to be with women. So for about 18 years, I actually had a makeup and hair studio. And, you know, it was my passion. And it it still actually is. But when I about in 2017, we actually made some changes. And my husband left his 20 year career. And we moved to a new city. And we just like, shifted everything. And I was like, you know what, that curiosity for me was like, maybe I want to do something else with my life. As much as I love makeup and, you know, being with women, I was like, how about coaching? Um, I've been on a personal development journey since, you know, I was 21 and taking seminars and reading books. Like it's just always because of my curiosity, I've always been just so interested in growing. And coaching was just a natural thing that came to me. I've always held women's circles and, you know, hosted retreats. And when I became a mom, did like mommy circles and all kinds of stuff. So it was just a natural thing. So that's when I got into marriage coaching. And why I chose marriage coaching was really because of my own path. And, you know, I think that that's one area that I really have transformed so much and kind of like what you shared in my bio like what I learned and what what I inherited from my parents grandparents society was like marriages don't work and like you're not going to be happy and when I first got married that was coming up for me so much like I was like oh my god like this is not going to work out. This is not going to work out. And it was so hard and so like, there was just so much just stuff that was coming up. But my husband and I, we really made a choice. Like we're going to make it work. Like there was something so much bigger here and we're going to make it work. And we're going to do all the inner work to really figure out how to make it work. And honestly, like when I look at my life and the areas of my life, like my marriage is the most solid, I would say like, not just relationship, but area of my life that I feel like it's just unshakable. Like there's no wonder, there's like no questions. It's just so beautiful and it's created. It's not, you know, something that just like, oh, I married a great guy and and we were so in love and we are, but at the same time, it's like with all the difficulties and things that I think a lot of couples probably wouldn't last, like we really have been putting in the work into our marriage. So may I ask, um, tell me how long you and your husband have been married, how long it was before you dated, like the total and then your kids ages. Yeah. So we, let's see, we met in 2005. So almost 17 years ago, we dated on and off for like six years. And when I say on and off, it was like, we broke up like five times out of the six years, just crazy. Codependent, you know, um, you come in with baggage. You come, mm-hmm. y'all come in with some baggage in the beginning. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. 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 And then we got married in 2011 and been married. We just celebrated in September 
our 10 year wedding anniversary. So, and we have two girls, their ages nine and seven and Alex and Dominique and they're incredible. They're like everything. Yeah. Very cool. All right. You decide back in 2017, basically you want to be a coach. You want to shift. There's something calling you to do that. Was there, I know you wanted to take on levels from your relationship. And look, I even think from the beginning, when you guys say you dated on and off for six years, that means something, right? Because even back then you could have easily been like, yeah, no, you know, it's funny because my husband and I, I, we didn't really date, but it was like, we were getting to know each other, not getting to know each other for a couple years. And he always says I dissed him. Um, and I did, I wasn't really ready. You know, I really wasn't ready. And I actually had married young. I married my high school sweetheart when I was, and I say that loosely because back then I, you don't know, I was like 20, 21 and then divorced like three years later. And then I had met my now husband. So I, I knew consciously at such a young age and going through a divorce so young that I needed to do some work on myself. And I say all that to say, you know, so then when I met my, like I said, my now husband, I knew he was a great guy, but I just wasn't mentally there. So we tried and then I was like, yeah, no. And I definitely wanted to leave a lot of my codependency and a lot of my things I had from my other relationship to bring in. So I say all that to you. What was it or was there one particular thing that made you say, you know, my husband and I have been through this and I wanted to help? Like what was, or was it a a culmination of things that you felt so strongly about to then jump into that, I guess I should say. Like, how did that, and how did that transform into you saying, okay, you know, did you, how did you get your first client? Because I'm putting yourself out there with your marriage, because now you're saying, okay, well, this is based off of some of my experiences. That could be scary. It's vulnerable. Talk a little bit about that process. Absolutely. And we actually, it's funny, I have a similar story. I didn't end up getting married, but I was engaged at 21. And my husband actually was married before. So I also, at 20, I was engaged for like almost two years. I was like, Oh my God, like I can't get married. Like I actually listened to my intuition and you know, I was like, I was having thoughts when I was going to marry him. Like, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get divorced. So it's gonna, you know, but I was kind of, you know, I was dating him since I was 16. So I was checking off all the boxes. He was a good guy and he was, he was like going to be a good father. It literally like checked off all the boxes, but the boxes weren't, you know, what I, the kind of life that I wanted to live. I didn't want to just check off boxes. And somewhere deep down, I knew it and I felt it. And, you know, I called up the wedding like two months before. It was very difficult and very, like, probably one of those moments or like, holy, like, life you changing. know, it's brave. Yeah. Life changing. Yeah. And I told myself, and I met Rick, my now husband, right after. So, and he, we met right after he was also separated. So the timing was not good timing. And that's why, you know, we kept breaking up because just like you, we were like, we need to do work on ourselves. Luckily, we did take the path of really working on ourselves individually. And we didn't just kind of run into like, let's just be in a relationship, especially for him. I think for for women, we want to like have that security. So I was a little more you know, holding on to like, okay, are we going to be together or not? You know, but he really was very firm on that. He's like, until I really like, cause he also married his high school sweetheart and it was very difficult. He's like, until I do that work for myself, like I can't get into another relationship, a serious relationship and get married and have kids. So, so that was our path. And then, you know, it's interesting. We finally, I should say, like, we actually broke up for a few months, and we both went to, like, discovering 
you know, ourselves in a really deep way. And I got to this place where I'm like, oh my God, I have been looking outside of myself to really, to be happy. Like I have been looking for a man to make me happy or for, you know, looking for relationships or marriage or whatever, like thinking that once I do that, and I think so many women, we fall into that. We think like, once I get married, once I have kids and check off the boxes, I'm just going to be happy. And what you discover is that's not it. Like unless you find that happiness inside and you find that love for yourself and you take 100% ownership of your relationship and of your life and of, you know, what you're creating, like there's no outside anything that's going to help you maybe, you know, for a little bit of time, but it's not sustainable. So I really went on that journey to find that love and so did Rick. And when we got back together, it wasn't even intent. Like we didn't even intend to get back together. We just were so good where we were. And when we met, I was like, I'm going to go to Spain and live there for a few months. Like, I don't, I don't even want to get married. Like I wasn't even in the place. And he was ready to have family. And we were just like, let's just do it. Let's be partners. And we really ended up choosing you know, this co-commitment to create a life together. And it wasn't about like, let's have babies, let's have do all this stuff. It was more about like, I am whole and complete as, you know, as I am. And so are you. And we can really create a partnership together where we just get to really experience life together. And, and I think that's one of the things, that commitment that we both have is what really, I think, creates like this strong foundation that we have in our relationship. Of why you've been successful. I interviewed a couple and actually just posted today because, again, for the whole love month, I wanted to do, kind of try and do a series. And they've been together 16 years. And we talked about, you know, them going to marriage counseling. And, you know, one of the biggest things was them coming together as a team. And it sounds like what you're saying. And I, and I believe that now. I mean, my husband now have been, and I have been together 10 years and we've been married now f- five, actually this year would be six years. And yeah, I think for me, a lot of times in the beginning didn't feel like it was a team. And I don't know, even though I thought I had left some stuff from my previous relationship, but the fear, right? What if this happens again? What if I do get divorced again? What if this again? So I knew how important it was to, instead of being opposing forces of really coming together and being a partnership. And is that one of the things that you guys specialize in when other couples come to you is really truly, or is it you taking the woman and or you you know and saying look let's do the work on yourself what is it that's coming up for you what does he do that triggers you right that makes some things i had to realize that as well that there was things that he does that triggers me i've i've gone to therapy so that's why the words and said okay there are certain things he does that triggers this out of me based on could be my ex could be whatever it is and had to realize he's not intentionally doing it it's me and why am I reacting that way so is that something you do you work on first and then say okay let's bring that into your marriage and do you see sometimes when yeah the women or maybe even the the males kind of look at themselves the work starts then or the things start coming together because they've taken the time to work on themselves first yeah yeah no I work with mainly women actually and all the work that we do, the program that we have called the Transform Your Marriage Program, it is focused on the woman. Or not just the woman, the man too, but individual, the individual. It's not focused on the on the marriage because I truly believe that absolutely what you're sharing. If you are having, 
you know, issues in your marriage, or not just issues, I mean, anybody, if you're not manifesting this, you know, relationship that you want, then there's some stuff you need to work on yourself first before trying to go over, you know, and trying to have your partner change. And that's what so many women, not just women, I, I'm just sharing about women because I work with primarily women, but they come to me and they're like, but he's like this and he's like that. And, and I'm like, that's fine. But let's look at who you're being because believe it or not, you actually have the power to influence your partner and actually everybody in your life in ways that you're not even aware of. So when you bring that self-awareness and you're able to make those shifts, sometimes the things that you wish he would, you know, ways that you wish he'd be different in, they start to happen without you even talking to him about it, you know? And it's important to talk about it, but like there's just so many ways that you can actually be responsible for being that make such huge shifts. Ladies, are you tired of feeling overworked and under-recognized for your impact at work? And are you curious about how to do the inner work to own your worth so you can feel confident making the bold asks, negotiating for more, and creating your ideal career? Ashi Pere, a previous guest, is a successful leadership and negotiation coach who is offering you the special opportunity to experience the power of private coaching with her. She will give you the tools necessary to grow your career in your own terms by being authentic in tough conversations, building bridges through negotiation, and trusting that no is not the end. Head over to www.ownyourworth.com to book an exclusive 30-minute private consultation. And is that how you, or I should ask you then, what is conscious marriage? What is a conscious marriage? Yeah, I just did a whole workshop on that yesterday. And it was just so okay. So conscious marriage is what I call it's like the new paradigm, right? If you think about it, what we've learned and inherited is are these unconscious ways of of being in a relationship. And we learned it from parents, grandparents from society. You know, if you think about it, only like 50 years, and even like our parents now or grandparents, they never actually asked questions of like, how do, how, how can I be happy in my marriage? What kind of trauma is affecting my relationship? They just had to survive and they had to count, you know, on men. They had to be codependent in those ways in order to just survive and to, to make it happen. And, you know, they worked all the time or the women stayed in the home and had to serve their husband and take care of the kids and whatnot. So People didn't openly talk about, you know, finding joy, self-love, all of these things. So conscious marriage is where you actually take on your relationship as this opportunity for you to find your happiness and you take 100% ownership of your life, of your relationship, of, you know, how things are occurring. You take full responsibility for the choices that you're making for everything that's occurring in your life and the other thing is you know you really use the relationship as a vehicle for your own growth it's a commitment that you have in your life so that's you know one of the definitions that i have you know for conscious marriage but it also you know there's so many different ways that are kind of under that umbrella i mean 
like conflict resolution, you know, in the old paradigm or the way we've been taught is like conflict is bad. And if you have conflict, then it means stuff isn't working. But in a conscious committed marriage, you really use conflict as an opportunity to grow, to connect, like there to really do the inner work, to heal your traumas. You know, it's, it's this bigger commitment to not just healing, but to evolving and to shifting, you know, out of the old paradigm into like something that where, where you're, you're whole, but you're, you know, kind of cleaning up the, all, all the things that have you forget how, how beautifully whole and perfect you are. So it's two individuals. Yeah. Like really coming from this place of like, I am whole, a whole person and I don't need you to make me happy. I, I'm on a mission to find my own happiness and so are you. And how can we do that together in relationship? And I would imagine a workshop like that is so very powerful because it's something that people really have to tap into and really coming to be because it's consciously looking at all of these aspects. Let me now ask you, what is the most powerful foundation that every thriving marriage must have? Number one, I would say a commit, like a, a shared vision and commitment to that vision. And, you know, like my husband and I, like I was sharing, when we chose to, you know, get married or even, it's like marriage is, I mean, there's so much stuff, like really be, be in partnership. We had this vision of creating our lives together and creating our relationship and constantly looking inside and doing the work so we can continuously show up for one another as as those you know whole complete individuals so so it's like this vision that we had this experience that we wanted to create that you know our relationship is this vehicle for growth but yeah i think that you know when a couple is aligned on that commitment when they're in agreement then we call it the big why actually when they have a shared why why they're in relationship then it's bigger than any conflicts than any circumstances than difficult you know you can always go back to that and it can serve as this amazing foundation where you know it really is unshakable let me ask and now that you've been doing this about four or five years Mm -hmm. right yeah two i'll do two questions one what have you seen has been one of the biggest reasons why marriages do fail and then secondly what is the difference truthfully or truly is it a successful marriage is one that doesn't end in divorce like what is that difference between a successful quote-unquote marriage versus a failed marriage what does that look like yeah honestly for me like a marriage that really usually works is when both partners are committed to doing that inner work on themselves they are committed to healing and to making the relationship work. Like their commitment to making the relationship work is bigger than, you know, all the BS that happens in relationships, the blaming, the criticism, like all that stuff. And both partners, when they're open to that, you know, and they're willing to maybe get outside help to have them see that or to question you know, to, to kind of like, just let go of being defensive of these ways that they learned. 
then it really can create this amazing connection and intimacy between two people and really will allow for a marriage to last. So yeah, and then, you know, I think there's so many other aspects, obviously, that go into it. But that's, I think, like, if you're open, then you can work through stuff. There's so, so much help and support, you know, whether it's therapy or healing modalities of all sorts there's like you can actually work through a lot of the stuff that's coming up in your relationship and um and the couples yeah unfortunately that don't work out it really is usually because they so want to be right about their point of view and they're not willing to look at another point of view and the relationship doesn't you know move forward it sounds like a lot of pride and ego i think a lot of times if i think even in I would think that's, and, and I'm not a therapist, but it, and I always say, I wonder why I never went that route because I am very deep into understanding why people do what they do. And, you know, I'm very introspective and very much, even though my first marriage, like he completely went left and there was so much issues of like infidelity and on his part and other things. But I was like, what was my responsibility in this? Why did I let this happen? You know, I still had to look at myself like, why did he feel it was okay to have this and all of those things? But I say all that to say is I think ego and pride are or is the downfall for a lot of relationships. And I think once you get past that, it makes it a lot easier to kind of move forward. Again, whether it's your parents, your best friend, coworker, you know, it's the ones that are like, nope, I'm not saying sorry because I'm right, because my point is this, where once you shed that, it just makes it so much easier to communicate. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, even your ex, he was an opportunity for you to look at something because you chose to and to like work through that so it doesn't repeat because our partners they're i mean not just partners everybody i think all relationships they're going to show you you know they're going to trigger you and every time you get triggered by whatever people are doing it's it's something that you get to look at and work through so you can heal that part of yourselves so, you know, it's it's very empowering when you look at relationships like that. It's such a gift. 100%. It's such a gift. Let me ask you, what do you do, though, when your partner isn't on board? What if you are wanting to go and you're like, I need to, you know, how does that dynamic work? And, and have you seen that? I'm sure. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time, especially, you know, women, I think. You know, naturally, women, we have a higher emotional IQ. We are so much more connected to our emotions. And I have women come to me all the time who say, look, I'm feeling like I'm just not happy in my relationship. But my husband, he thinks it's perfect. Like, he doesn't see anything going on. And he's just happy. Like, he goes to work, comes home, he, you know, that's it. So, you know, in that situation, it really does come back to like this is your life and this is your relationship and focus on doing that inner work on yourself because unfortunately there's you know there's no way that you can make him or control him or manipulate him into doing that work and a lot of times when we kind of step back and we take the pressure off like he should be doing this or that and you know wishing that it was different and we just focus on ourselves a lot of times and it takes time sometimes the men they are not sure what 
exactly is shifting, but they start to become more curious and they, they start to feel, you know, safe on like almost to like, Oh, it's safe for me to be connected to myself in that way. And, and it becomes more of an invitation rather than like, there's something wrong and, you know, we need to fix it. So that's what I always, you know, tell women. And I asked them even in the beginning of the program uh, to just, you know, this program is about you. And I asked them, are you willing to put your energy into yourself and take it off your husband? Like really, this is this is something that we're going to work on just for yourself because of the marriage you want to have in your life. So, so yeah, you know, and women, we have this magical superpower to be these you know that these the space i would say so when we do our own inner work men feel it like they don't know what it is but they really they they react so differently the right ones the right mm -hmm. ones yeah right because i think there's some i think there is something to say where there is someone maybe who doesn't recognize it or don't or absolutely doesn't and they're not seeing it and then i think that's when you go a little deeper and saying well maybe this isn't where i need to be anymore but yes you are right i think the ones that are the right ones they will see it and they will then follow it yeah and the other thing that i think really happens when you do your work then you can come to a place of of really seeing who he really is and then either choose to accept him the way he is or choose something else. And that is very empowering. Rather than just complaining that he should do the work, he should be another way, you know, because that never really takes you anywhere. 100% complaining. Yeah, well, it's just complaining about the same thing. But what are you? What are the action steps? What are you doing? Okay, do you want to complain for the rest of your life? Is that what you're just going to be? And I think in society, a lot of times that's what we see on TV. Like the wife is always complaining about the husband. We see the dynamic, right? And and it's just acceptable. And it's like, well, no, is that really how I want to live? With just complaining about my husband? And that's no. It's it's got to be action steps with it. So yeah, let me and add. Learning oh, too. No, I was just going to say, you know, men, what they learned from their dads, their granddads like they never learned to be connected to their emotions women for us it's it's more natural you know we talk we seek our friends to like talk to them and vent and whatever men inherently don't have that and they're very different than us so for a man to naturally be like oh I, sh- I want to talk to a therapist I want to get help it's not natural like it is not something that they think about my husband is a coach and he doesn't like talking like you know he has to create it I mean he's amazing at it but he's like I don't want to talk about my feelings like no man does so for us to make them wrong that they don't want to do that is just it's crazy like they're not women yeah exactly and I think understanding where our partners are in that aspect like if you even just break it down as simple as when, I mean, think about it. When I have to ask my husband, I'm like, oh, you talk to your friend such and such. Well, how is this in his life? Let's say we knew he's, I don't know, I didn't ask. I'm like, you didn't ask about this? I'm like, what did you guys talk about? He's like, 
I don't know, sports and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but he's going through a divorce. So you didn't ask how he is, you know, like, and think about that, which is why, again, of being really conscious of that and be like, well, if he's not even like that with his best friend who I know he cares about and is going through something, how do I expect him to always be in tune and to know and to come out and be like, hey, how was this? Right. So to your point, I think it's having a little more grace for them in that aspect to know they don't have this magic thing to turn on and off and it's not something they saw. So we have to work at kind of changing from that way to, you know, our way in, in a sense, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's changing right now. It's changing in society and, co- you know, collectively and they're learning. A lot of men are learning. So hundred percent. What do you see in intimacy between, and I guess it's a two part question that goes hand in hand once children come into play, because for me, I think children well, I just have one, but that was a big shift on two parts for me of having my son. The career identity I had, I was an executive and then my son came and I was like, whoa, completely changed my life. And then with my relationship with my husband, I thought we checked all the boxes. We waited, you know, we traveled, we did all the fun things. And I was like, oh yes, we're prepared to have children now. And then my son came and it was like a knockout on so many regards. How do you work through that, I guess, in high level and how can parents or yeah create more intimacy and connection even during those busy seasons of life especially with having children yeah no I think children definitely change everything and I think that one of the things that we get stuck in is we wish that it was the way that it was before children and we think that it should be different, right? We're like, oh, but we're not having as much sex. We're not as intimate. No, no, I wish it was just the way it was. And I talk to, when I talk to women, they tell me so much of the time, like, I just want to get back to where we were. And I always remind them, I'm like, there is no back to where we were because you're not the same people. And, you know, why don't we create with the season that you're in the best version and what you really want now because we always go through seasons in life you know and and it's okay so now especially that my kids are older i can look back and there's a lot of things that i think you know i wish i would have done differently but you really i think the more you accept the season that you're in and then go back to like what is your why and what kind of experience do you want with your partner it's always you know it's not about like what do we need to do you know a lot of people are like oh if we just had date nights every week and they have like small kids where you know they're still nursing I'm like well maybe it's not possible for you to have date nights every week but what is the experience that you want what would date nights provide for you so I really have them get present to like what's that experience so it's you know oh I just I want to feel connected with him I want to have conversations that are not about the kids okay beautiful so when can you create you know that connection maybe it's like go take a shower together or like find you know my husband and I we we really like we're in a really busy season in life so every night instead of watching tv we have like 30 minutes just intentional check-in where we just sit and talk and laugh and whatever and and it's so good it gives us time to just connect with one another so you know just finding those moments where you can have that experience rather than trying to check off another box 
And I swear, like, I think looking outside on social media and looking what other people are doing is just the worst for that because we think like, oh, look, they're on vacation, you know, we should be too or whatever. And it's just, no, you have to honor the season that you're in and really like do what honors your family and yourself right now. That's so important and it's so, and I'm happy you mentioned the social media because I was going to say that, but then it becomes, you see these people doing these elaborate date nights or these elaborate things. And um, not that I was looking to social media for that, but I know when my husband and I were thinking, I'm like, gosh, I'm like, yeah, we, I was getting busy with my business and we we're just in a very busy life, busy season of life. And I'm like, we need to reconnect. And I was thinking of all these things from kind of, well, this couple does this, this and seeing, and I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm like, what is, what do, what can we do right now? And if that's this, that to me, and I was like, okay, what do I really enjoy doing with him? Okay, I do want to connect more, but I also kind of just want to sit next to him sometimes and not have to be like, nope, I need to be on my laptop. I'm going in my office. So maybe on one of those nights, I won't go do that. And I will sit with him on the couch while he's watching basketball and we can just feel part, whatever that is. So I'm happy you said that because I think yeah, a lot of times, especially women, and maybe some men do, my husband's not a big social media fan because of that. I think he thinks people put too much stock, but he knows the importance. I, I run my business, there's certain things. But I think women, we do, we're like, but they're doing this. And immediately we're like, you know, and maybe trying those things isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think to your point is at the end of all that, what are you trying to connect with your partner? And what can you do right now? as opposed to thinking of something elaborate. It's like, maybe not, maybe it's just holding hands and just like hugging each other for, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, what do you, what works for you? I mean, even, you know, financially too, like you have to really be honest, like where you're at, you know, and, and just really honor where you're at and honor. And, you know, men, I think, especially they really appreciate that. Because I think a lot of times we have these like ideals as women because we, you know, we love the romance and we love all the stuff, which is beautiful. But like we really, when we honor where we're at and we honor, you know, our relationship and honor our partners and we really like stay over here, it really makes such a difference. I know for my husband, it really does. And then he's actually inspired to, you know, create different things for us. 100%. So before we kind of start wrapping up here, why don't you tell my listeners two things? One, specifically some of the services and programs that you do provide as a coach, how you can help my community who's possibly listening, and then how people can connect with you. Absolutely. So our kind of signature program is called the Transform Your Marriage Program. And it's a three-month um, coaching program where we talk weekly and it's it's done in a group usually I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching as well and you know that's the basic program that literally like is life-changing and it works it really works and then on social media the marriage.coach and on Facebook um, people can find me Yana Gildamantis coaching and um, yeah I, I'd love to connect. And then if if you are listening and you're interested in learning more about the co the program, the coaching program, it's transformyourmarriagecourse.com. Perfect. And I'll add all of this to the show notes. Now, before we, we end this, I do want to know, you know, what does Yana do for Yana? What does Yana do? What's your morning routine, evening routine, you know, kind of what gets you set? How do you kind of maintain your different, the different hats that you wear? 
Yeah, I definitely in the morning, you know, wake up before the kids and it varies too based on like my seasons. But lately what I've been doing is I get up, I meditate for about 15 or 20 minutes. And actually Rick and I, we meditate together usually and, and then work out. And then lately I've been actually listening to A Course in Miracles every morning I'm taking this like year long course um, about it. So that's, that's been my routine. And then, you know, get the kids up, make breakfast, take them to school and do the mom, mom duties. And then really, every day looks kind of different. But lately, I really have been consciously putting in, you know, ways for me to feel good and not to have like crazy planned, scheduled stuff in my in my day. And that has been such a game changer just so I can like feel (laughs) feel like I can just I don't know be in my feminine flow rather than just producing stuff for sure because I think especially as a business owner I I can relate to that of we're packing our days of whatever it is because there's always something to do right so I I feel that on, on a lot do you have any other final final thoughts words to my podcast honestly it's like when you choose to to really create your life and be curious about what else or or not even what else but like what other point of view you can have about life and about marriage things start opening up so the thing that i would say is if you're in a place where you don't feel fully happy then you know it's okay but that's like that's a sign for you that there's another way so seek that out Not because, you know, one way is better than another, but really like if, if you feel it in your body, in your, in your heart, that something is off for you, then, then seek and and look for answers and look for what are some other ways that I can live my life? Because everybody, you know, we all are here to live out our highest self-expression and in every single one of us, you know, I think is worth it. Yeah, 100%, 100, 150%. Thank you so much, Anna, for coming on, for sharing your story, for inspiring my listeners, for inspiring me, and uh, continued blessings to you for love and light and all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mama's No Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.